Hey everyone, this is Leslie Boomer and I'm back with another Grow the Bench weekly short. This week, my conversation partner is Neil Glatt. Welcome, Neil. Thanks, Leslie. And we are here to talk to you about working slower. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me more. It's my favorite concept. Okay. uh, This is, uh, I see so many managers rush in, try and work quickly. Uh, Individual contributors try and do as much as they can and set the pace for production. And listen, I'm innately that way too. I'm wired that way, right? Mm -hmm. How fast can we get this done? But I just keep learning the slower I work, the better things get. If you're taking your time, I know I need to take time so I don't make mistakes. Well, that's true. Um, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about, though. Okay. I'm talking about actually the pace, intentionally being slowed down. Um, yeah, to avoid mistakes, but really because I'm always investing in those around me, right? So if I have to go do something in the field, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm doing a task for which I've been meant to hire somebody else to do yep right Mm -hmm. there's only two reasons why that i'm in a position where i feel like i have to do it one is i have not made people around me feel appreciative enough or other people have not made them feel appreciative enough and so they quit or they quiet quit or Mm. they they exercise their absenteeism and just didn't show up yeah um right or their attitude sucks or they're dragging their feet that's all uh, in an emotional engagement uh, area or problem, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, which, is, which is on us as managers or on the management team. 100%. Or the problem is they don't have the skills and knowledge because we as managers haven't trained them well enough. I, <laughs> that's it, right? Like when we made a hiring decision, we knew what we were getting into and we failed to deliver on those needs and now we're facing the consequences. Okay, you're talking about management accountability in a big big way here just wear it right yep um and for sure we've had to wear more meaning that workers used to show up with better attitude or work habits and now we have to teach those things right we use workers used to not require so much hands-on and appreciation from managers and now they do but the fact is Mm -hmm. those are today's managers obligations and when we fail on them we end up holding the bag for the work so mm-hmm. when that happens right because we try and avoid it but it still happens mm-hmm. when that happens and i have to jump in i try and work as slowly as possible because the way to stop this vicious cycle of people not knowing what they're doing and me having to go fix it is to train them and make them feel appreciated yeah because you you don't want to be kind of force feeding training so that people feel frustrated and and like incapable. Right. What I hear you saying is you approach it from a different space and say there's something wrong here and I'm here to help you fix it. Yeah, and this is my opportunity to introduce real on the job mm-hmm. training. Yes. Lots of people say that they want to do on the job training but really they just let people watch them and they don't learn anything, right? Yeah. So you know, there's there's a proven process for how to do this. First, you show them what excellence looks like, and then we um, let them experience it hands on under our guidance and give them all that feedback. And 
usually when I'm looking at a task, I'm thinking, all right, double the time is required when I'm teaching someone because I'm going to do this. We're going to show them and then we're going to undo it and they're going to try it. And that's going to take longer, even with my help. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, people around me will be like, wow, there's just, it's so slow. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's like saving money, Leslie, you, you invest this time and you earn compound interest on it forever because now this person knows. Sometimes that person actually becomes so good, they train other people with that same method. Yeah, which is phenomenal. The best, right? So I just recoup um, all of this investment and I never, nobody ever calls me back to go work in a pitch because I'm so slow, (laughs) right? It's like, wow, if this organization's gonna succeed, then we're all going to have to figure out how to do this without Neil's involvement because that's not the solution anymore. So that's a win-win, as they say. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. here's here's another way this shows up, right? Sometimes I work with managers who um, have a lot of experience at a company or in a solution. And so they get emailed uh, all the questions every time it comes up. And um, they could be sharing that knowledge. They could be turning it over. But they're, they're really good, and they very quickly respond to people. And so people learn not the solution or how to handle it. What they're taught is if I send this email, then the problem gets resolved, right? Okay. So I'm always teaching managers, stop resolving the problem. And, and they'll say, well, there's a client waiting. Like, well, let them wait, right? Like, uh, it, you can do this if you, if you just don't exercise uh, immense pressure you're creating all this pressure this understanding work within the constructs of what the client needs but not necessarily what they want and teach them to go through their established channels you can teach a client to go to other people for sure if you take if you slow down right and so sometimes when people email me i will my nature is to respond right away and sometimes i can't help my nature so i'll respond right away and schedule to be sent in 17 hours and it says, <laughs> apologize for the late delay. I've copied so-and-so who can always help you quicker and better than I can. But here's what you were looking for. Wow. Okay, so that's a strategy I've not heard. But <laughs> I know that it does do one thing. It, it is creating a, a sense of um, getting people to be dependent on others, less dependent on you. Yeah. And it takes and- away the codependence that you kind of build in that. And that, um, or again, it maybe, maybe this is, you know, very contrived on my part. Right. So sometimes instead of responding to the email, I will forward it to the person who I'd like to take this over. I will call them. I will coach them on co-writing an email. They will do it together and then send that back to the client. And then I will respond to everybody and say, well, thanks so much for getting this done faster than I could. By the way, this is the person you should be contacting in the future for the quickest possible response and best solution. Yeah, great. Right? How long does that take? Three to four times as long as writing the email myself. Mm -hmm. But I only ever have to do it once or twice. You know, this is is as simple as a parent who continues to tie a kid's shoes. Ah. When the kid doesn't, you know, learn how to do that quickly enough, you know, you can't always slap a pair of Velcro shoes on a kid. You have to teach them how to tie the shoes. There you go. Yeah, it's... But when you're late and trying to get out of the house... Yep. You have to sacrifice 
being late in order to reinforce that. Because if you don't in the moment and you just tie the shoes, then you're reinforcing the expectation that somebody else is going to do it all the time. Yeah. And another kind of unexpected consequence is people feeling like you think they're not capable. When you continue to solve their problems for them, they start to assume they're not capable of doing it as well as you are. Mm, I agree. Yeah. The appreciation and affirmation factor of this is significant. Amen. For sure. I mean, people really start to see that you have confidence in them, that they are trainable. Yeah. And they can not only do the job, they can learn to do it really well. Yeah. And and again, when you slow down, you create that time to to deliver on those needs, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is uh, once in a while I'll watch I'll watch a race, uh, a car race, right? Mm-hmm. Na- NASCAR or Formula One, and <laughs> yeah. and people think it's all about speed, but it's it's not. Uh, winning the race is fully dependent on when you slow down. Mm-hmm. Endurance and and being able to slow down at the right times. That's it, right? And it's fascinating to me to watch it. And it's even more fascinating to me to watch other people and see like, how do you not get this? Slowing mm-hmm. down enables success, right? Sacrificing the short-term gain gets you the long-term win. And every time for everything. Yeah, I think it's, you know, culturally we are fast as good. You know, immediate satisfaction. Technology has kind of changed us forever in that way. But what I'm hearing you say loud and clear is if you really want a long-term improvement you need to slow down and make that happen carefully i agree and and it's the only way to break that cycle um and so you know the problem is there's never a good time to slow down that's how it feels so the question is when are you going to decide to do it because it's always going to suck so this is a painful thing to look at in terms of a short-term pain for a long-term gain but if if People can take this to heart. And like I said, when I first read the blog, I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I know who you are, but I, I also know who I am and who a lot of people are. And slowing down is just not something we think of as the best way to get a job done. Right. But, you know, I felt like it was the right time of year to roll this out because I think it's a little bit easier in Q4 than the rest of the year. Yeah, you're you're taking some time to kind of look at systems and processes, plan for the next year, and a big part of that is slowing down and taking a look at what's going well and what's yeah. not, yeah. and then implementing a slower solution to what's not. I agree. I like it. Well, thanks, Neil. This has been a great conversation surrounding how you can just decide to take a minute, take a look, and then put some time and effort into training people and growing their abilities and their confidence at the same time. And if you feel like you need some help in doing that, there are always resources at Grow the Bench. Growthebench.com, check it out. Check out what the resources are in your specific area that will help you to speed up your training. But without sacrificing the long-term um, results and team members that you want to keep on board. Thanks, Neil. And thank you to everyone. We'll talk to you in another couple of weeks with Neil again. And until then, have a great week. <laughs>